up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.21, I Don't Believe in Fairies, where we are covering the novel Summer Night. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. And Charlie Oscar Mike. Chapter 30. Dresden and his companions arrive at Chicago over Chicago in mayhem. Dresden is presented to Mab, and he tells her the truth about Aurora. She asks for proof, and Harry requests access to the stone table to get it. Mab tells him the way to get there, and then proceeds with the battle as Harry makes his way to the river. Yeah, so basically Mab tells him where to go and how to get there. <laughs> so this brought back... Well, I guess we can start with the start a little bit first. I'll get into that in like half a second. Um, but yeah, he starts with a kind of funny... Um, it's a little bit and funny. <laughs> <laughs> this feeling inside? Really racking it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, we seem to digress here for a moment. Where they find this cute moonlight, magical, congealed starlight staircase. And Justin starts talking about air travel. And, like, all the work and blood and sweat and tears and, and ingenuity and whatever that's gone. And how, you know, you ex- you leave gravity by exploiting... Or, no, you, you leave the Earth by exploiting a loophole in gravity. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he goes on about all of this just to be like, and inevitably, there's going to be someone that complains about the drinks. The drinks, people. Like, you're in a tin can that can just hold enough air because somebody made it tight enough that you don't die while you're riding in this thing. Or minivans. Or minivans. <laughs> right? There was not enough oxygen in there for those people. <laughs> However, in a minivan, you should still be able to roll down the windows. They don't let you do that on the plane. And he's like, yeah. They'll, and he's like, that was basically me. <laughs> Like, here we are having a puppy. We basically go up, like, a mile of these magical stairs. And I'm like, they couldn't have made it an escalator. (laughs) But I'm like, I feel you. Like, I just had cub camp, like, a week ago. And we went out to Banff to stay at the scout hall there. And we did the walk up Tunnel Mountain, which is a pretty short little mountain walk. It's about, like, 4K or so round trip. So it's only, like, a couple. I I was the last one. I was up on pupping. I am not in great hike shape anymore, I admit. It was fun. It was enjoyable, but most of the you know, eight-year-olds were, yeah. Well, they also have more energy than I do in general. Also, airplanes have airflow things, dials. That's still just contained within the airplane. I don't think they're sucking that in from outside and funneling it into you, are they? I don't know. I don't build the airplane. <laughs> Thank God for that. I don't know either, but I'm just saying is basically they have enough enclosed breathing air for you because, you know, there's not as much of it up there in the sky. Why people get like, what is it called? Air sickness? What are they Lightheadedness? Call- no, when they, mountain sickness, when you're like air sick. going up. Oh, oh. Pressure? Altitude sickness. Altitude sickness and stuff like that. So anyways, 
Yes, minivans, buses, whatever. Basically, that's not the point. Um, but, okay, a mile of stairs. I want to see you do a mile of stairs and not be tuckered out, Jess. 1.6 kilometers. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's not so bad on level ground. My thighs would be a burning. Right? But you're going up that whole way. And like you say, that was the problem. Like, the hike isn't so bad with the other one, but it's got the switchbacks where it does the steep bits. And then you go on, like, a real gradual. And those gradual bits weren't too bad. But it's, like I say, when you do a few of those steeper bits, that's, that's where you feel it. Do 1.6 kilometers of stairs and then go fight in a war. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not, not me. So, yes. It's, it's funny, but it's also at the same time, I'm like, bro, I feel you. <laughs> like, right. I would definitely want an escalator up to the clouds. It does not sound like any fun. No. So, yes, they step out up into through these storm clouds, and he's back at Chicago in Chicago, only it doesn't look like it did before the opening curtain. No, it is a big, giant scene of violence. A violence, chaos, noise, motion, whatever, not just an empty landscape where he can conveniently plot in his entire city by memory. But I did have this thought. Now, the Discord fully disagrees with you. The Discord fully thinks they'd recognize their own cities by cloud. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But there was no built cities. If you had my city in the cloud, if you had the empty landscape, which is how, because he said he puts in trees and buildings and rivers. Listen, the Discord says that was my problem. My problem is the bare empty land. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I couldn't just sit there and look at like an empty space and be like, that's where the Sears Tower is. Like, oh, that's totally the Empire State. Like, yeah, if you gave me the rest of the outline of. Chicago or New York or some random city in Canada, then maybe, maybe not a completely random city, but one of the bigger cities I know, I might be able to peg it in, but yeah. Um, But anyways, I was going to say, you were like complaining that everything is in the never, never, but she says this isn't. And on going back over this, I I think it might be sort of a technicality because he, he, they come up and he's like, where are we? And she's like over Chicago. Uh, And so he's like in the never, never in ferry. And then she says, no, this is a place. So I think maybe the no was not to, no, it's not in the Never Never. No, this isn't fairy. So I think it may be that it still does exist in the Never Never. Because she says it's an in-between place between Chicago and, then, and and fairy, and they bring it forth. So it is Never Never, but it's not fairy. I think that maybe was, yeah, what she was saying was not, yeah, that it, because you're like, everything else is in well, may, Maybe never, Leah so. should learn how to use an Oxford comma. Maybe she should. Uh, so yes, or the people reading it or something, but yeah, anyways, I think that was maybe just where she was. Rude! Sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry, I was sort of thinking Marstress in my head, but yes, I guess I knew. Let's just, uh, okay, let's, I, I don't want to diss him either, so, you know. Don't worry, Marstress, I got you, boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> you and me are against <laughs> her together. Awkward. But I have a picture with him. You don't, so he obviously loves me better. Aww. Um, so I really d- appreciate the description of the warring and how it involves music comparisons, mm, which only makes like sense that. for a fairy war, <laughs> that it should be, like, compared to music. Hey, now, Doctor Strange and the universe, war. I was just going to say. <laughs> drum, beats, uh, drum beats to a different cadence that both clashed and, nim- and rumbled in time with one another. Shouts and cries rang out in time with those drums. Shrieks that might have come from human throats together with bellows and roars that couldn't have. Taken as a whole, it was it, it was its own wild storm of music. Huge teeth rattling, overwhelming, and charged with adrenaline. Wagner wished he could have had it so good. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say, it definitely would, like, up against, uh... Who's Wagner? 
Uh, he, Ride of the Valkyrie. Yeah, the Valkyrie. he writes these big giant operas. And you think of the fat lady that sings and, and, and like big giant operatic voice. He's the guy that wrote those operas. Yes, so yes. They're oh. notoriously difficult to sing. Uh-huh. Need a huge voice for it. Says the opera singer. <laughs> well, let's give, it, give us a little taste of that one. Tangent. I don't think I will be singing Wagner anytime. <laughs> no. Go get a flu shot, damn it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is. It's a good... I, did, I was going to say, especially when you bring that comparison, right? That immense, swelling, crashing music, booming. It's That's great. It really draws a picture for me that way. Yeah. But probably not nearly as musical as your brain tends to want to interpret when it's compared to musical things. Because this would be just very, very noisy and loud and discordant and... It sounds nice in a poetical description, but probably didn't sound like it either. Yeah, it probably Boom, just sounds like bash. murder and death. Probably just sounds a lot like murder and death. Yeah. So they come up, so we see some kind of trolley something, whatever. Um, oh, yeah, he comes out all nice and billowy, which is probably another, like, awesome effect. And I like, I think... I don't think he says it. I think he says when he's getting dressed and talking about finding, like, the jeans. And he mentions, he puts his coat on. He's like, Susan gave it to me a couple of years ago. And it had a big heavy mantle and, like, extra billow. (laughs) It's like, nice. Gotta be styling. Right. Um, So, yeah, it probably does make an interesting picture coming up through the clouds like this. This big billowy, cloaky, capey, you know. And then, like, all these wolves coming up and, like, flanking out around him and stuff like that. I was like, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. It's okay. a way to make an entrance. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to fall flat on my feet in two seconds, but damn it, I'm going to look really good right before that. <laughs> He's like, damn, come, I look come up with his like, Captain Morgan pose before he, like, you know, trips over his own feet. <laughs> First impressions, please carry me. Right. Um, so, yeah, so there's, like, some, yeah, trolley things and stuff, and it kind of, like, debates for a minute whether this is, like, something it wants to ta- tangle with or whatever, and then, like, sees all the wolves and everything and is like, maybe not <laughs> he's like yeah you don't want to mess with us and trying to figure out where to go and what to do and Meryl's like where do we go and he's like oh and then Fix is like yo yeah the, and this, this she knight does this wonderful thing where he lifts his hand and silences the battle temporary, temporarily so he can greet Dresden that's right. uh, the coolest off. thing like the, the volume just shuts off like yeah he's like flicked off the radio and I was like oh and I know what that's like like I have children you come in and noise is just blaring everywhere and you can't hear and then all of a sudden you're like shut the crap and then all of a sudden you're like it's almost like that deafening silence right like but if I ever have to go to war I want one of those so a she knight yes <laughs> definitely 100 <laughs> percent. that's on my side <laughs> so dresden does request to go see mab and the knight agrees and asks the group to disarm themselves and then does bring them to mab yeah and i like oh we didn't really talk about matt or uh, meryl's battle armor either when they're all getting out and stuff like that and he's like yeah she's basically got what is it like a jean coat with like cutlery all like forks yeah fork times. yeah i know right and and dozen's like what no chain mail <laughs> you know and fix so like i'm not quite sure if because honestly it could be either way in this it could have been a legitimate question or it could have been him kind of being a smart ass because you are going up against a bunch of friggin fairy battle he may well have been like don't you have chain mail but he's like, what, no chain mail? And Fix is like, this is the best I could do, you know? Man? Like, I, like, I would have put together some chain mail, but we were kind of in a rush and I didn't have the material, so I just 
basically like bedazzled her coat with a bunch of forks and spoons and things, but they're all steel. So if anything has to bite her, she's, you know, <laughs> I was like a little clanky, clingy. And I'm like, depending, that could be like really awesome. Cause sometimes, you know, like you say, like that ambient noise of like restaurants and like cutlery clinking, or it could just sound like so fucking annoying with like, you know, when your kids are like rattling the drawers. Like, and Hansen, you've done waitressing, you know, when they shuffle the cutlery bin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my right. God, just makes me think of side work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like, it could either be like a really nice one of those like ASMR kind of like, I like this noise, or it could just be like, shut the fuck up. But either way. Um, so yes, yeah, so he's like, put the teeth and cutlery away. Like, we're not going to engage with anything just yet, but we just got to go find Mab and not look like we're about to come up and attack her. Because apparently people will take issue with that. <laughs> They don't let you meet with the queen if you're carrying weapons. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Right. Don't got it. So, um, so off they go. Yeah, greet small emissary. And I have to say, it's sort of funny. Again, listening to this, there's a few times where I don't know if, if Marsters was just, like, tripping over his own words after we know we all do after talking for a long time or whether his brain kept trying to tell him it was, like, embassy or something. But I swear there's a couple of moments where it says the word, it was supposed to say the word emissary and it keeps coming out, like, emissary or something like that. It's like, you don't you sort of gloss over it the first couple of times, but on the, like, 972nd time you're listening through it, it starts, like, really standing out and you catch every time it's just, like, emissary, emissary, emissary. Is Marsters American or British? He's a, he's, he's Modesto, California is where he was born and raised. Oh. He just does a convincing British accent, not so the other way say, around. I was just going to say, I was like, because the British don't know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> Maybe they put a B in their word of mystery. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's a Modesto boy. So All right. All I got to say, say, I really love the, uh, the description of Mab for this. <sighs> it's just so epic and, and like stunning, really. Mab sat upon a white horse at the top of the hill, her hair down, rolling in silken waves to blend in with, with the mane and the tail of her horse. She was clothed in a gown of si- white silk, the sleeves and train falling in gentle sweeps to brush the cloudy ground at her f- steed's feet. Her lips and eyelashes were blue, her eyes as white as moonlight clouds. The sheer cold, cruel beauty of her made my heart falter and my stomach flutter nervously. The air around her vibrated with power and shone with cold white and blue light. Yeah. I love that. Right. You gotta almost wonder, though. Like, it is a very powerful image, and I do like it, but again, just, like, listening to you go through it there again, and you're, like, with all her... So I'm like, okay, I sort of get, like, all this long hair and, like, blending in with it, but then, like, her clothes... So I was like, what is she basically, like, some kind of, like, crazy centaur-looking thing with just, like, like this lady with, like, this big flowy dress and, like, four horse legs. <laughs> or, sorry, a two-headed, because you've got the horse head and you've got Mab's head, and then you just have white, flowy battle dress until the legs are sticking out of the bottom. Conjoined centaur? <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> it's like, well, her hair's all down and mixing with the horses, and her skirt's all down and mixing with the horses down to the clouds, so, yeah. Very strange silhouette. These, these two heads floating in the sky, like, ten feet above the ground or whatever. <laughs> Pay no attention to the woman behind the clouds. <laughs> Her dress is see-through, okay? Woo! Okay. Uh, so yes, this is a giant head floating in the sky. Which, you know, very imposing figure. And especially for someone like Harry, who's very, you know, whether or not he really thinks it, is quick to, like, basically smack down anyone in power. He won't give anyone a compliment for free, you know? No. But, but for, like, these wolves. But for these wolves and for Fix and for Meryl. Damn, that's a queen. They're hugely <laughs> that's impressed. power. Like, yes. yeah. Fuck Ronald, fuck Lloyd, fuck Maeve. Damn. Yes. 
Which is probably, yeah. They're like, oh shit, Maeve is bad enough like this. And supposedly one day she's gonna be that. If we ever piss Mab off, she's already that. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So Mab asks if he has found the thief, and Dresden informs her that it was Aurora and that he needs to make it to the stone table to get proof. Yeah, and Mab's immediately like, oh, <laughs> I love that. He's like, yeah, Aurora did it. And he's like, instantly you can tell that she like seemed to understand the whole thing from that one sentence. And he's like, well, what the fuck? You can just figure that out in the first place then. <laughs> Well, if that makes you're so like, much sense. You're like, if all you had to do was confirm it was Aurora, and you're like, oh, I totally understand everything she's trying to do. It was like, you couldn't have reasoned that out beforehand and been like, hey, you know what? It's probably Aurora. Can you go check on that for me? But no. So, um, yeah. And he did say before when Billy was questioning him and stuff like that, too, he was saying they didn't have a very big window because in order for her to do this so that they still had the stone table in Summer's court... I was thinking, like, the tennis court, but it's also their court court. Um, but he's like, while they hold it, she can get to the table, but she has to get to it before it switches over to Mab, and Mab's people take over, right? So she's like, she has to get in between where it belongs to Summer, and her people will let her through, and it's switching over to when it's winter, and they won't, but she needs to be there at winter's time, so that when she spills the blood, it goes to winter and not, right? So she really has to be there right on the dot of it. So mm-hmm. they're on a, you know, as they like to say in the movies, a literal deadline. So, yeah. So he's like, I have no idea how to get to the table from here because, you know, before it was just big empty space and now it's like chaos and murder everywhere. So she's like, mm, you know, queen of the air I might be, but those are still contested. So I can't do it. You're just going to have to walk there. <laughs> and go by the river because we still hold that and if you go straight through and she notices she recognizes his ointment as being from the gatekeeper Hmm. and because he has I'm guessing there's probably not tons of people that have the stone chip so again that in and of itself might be a clue as well but either there's quite a bit of familiarity in her statement so what does that old desert fox have in mind this time yeah so she knows him and knows him well yeah because she mentions him by his first name which we have not heard yet he has not been called anything but the gatekeeper in this story so far and yeah, she calls him Rashid, and then it's like, what is that old slide as a fox up to now? And Harry's like, oh, he didn't help me yet. And I love it, you know? She's like, what does he want? And he's like, um, he didn't help me. The council is not playing a part in interfering. And he's like, she just gives me a look that clearly said I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, like, Mab is like, the fuck is wrong with you, boy? <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's his. Oh, yeah, well, okay, he helped me get here. So we could do it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, just <laughs> Harry instantly. It was Aurora. Ah, I understand everything. It was Rashid. Um, no, it was um the gatekeeper. Some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's not the council. The council's not interfering. They're totally not helping me. <laughs> You're such a fucking... It's like when your kids do, you know. And they're like, it wasn't me. I don't know how that got there. And their, you know, face is covered in like chocolate or something. And they're like, I don't know what happened to the bunny. It just you're like, ah, I'm sure you have no clue. <laughs> Easter Bunny came back for him. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really rude. He just socked me in the face with a mud pie while he was here. <laughs> you don't deserve and, this. And he stole my bunny. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's like, all right, just find the river. Follow that. That'll take you to the table. Because, yeah, if you follow the stone chip that Rashid gave you, it's going to, like, just goes directly there it's like a compass pointing north but if you go in a direct line you're gonna go right through the middle of the battle and get like squished to death so don't do that so she says my guys know you 
don't give them any trouble, they won't give you any trouble, go get me some proof. Which, yes and no, I suppose, I get, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you're there, and you're like, okay, we figured it out, Aurora did it, and she sort of seems to understand, but she's like, hmm, I still need proof. So I'm like, okay, I guess you need the proof, but... What, you just gonna, like... Well, there's no lawyer like a fairy, okay? Well, I suppose, I guess... Stickler for rules and Mm -hmm. regulations. I guess. So, yeah, so he starts going off. So, yeah, tries to tell everybody else. He's like, okay, try not to pick a fight with anything. We just, we gotta get to the water and uh, try not to die getting there. Again, same plan, guys. (laughs) And that's about it, basically. (laughs) It's like... Hopefully, you know, the winter side shouldn't give us any trouble. And if we're really lucky, we won't come across any of the summer side. Okay. (laughs) I did like this moment here where she she does mention that's the last time I let Maeve hire the help. I indulge her too much. Yes. Oh, yes. We find out that Maeve um, did find... Um, Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd, She was the one. Yes, because, yeah, we sort of mentioned that in the last chapter that, yeah, when she gets here and she's like, yeah, the one she's talking about, yeah, why she can't sort of just zap him there or fly him through the sky or something fast because she's like, yeah, we're still in the middle of this and and, uh, our knight didn't show up to take the field with us. I assume he's been seduced. And he's like, yeah, he's with Aurora. And yeah, just like, it's the last time I let me fire the hell. Such a mother thing I can't do. To be fair, though, r- reminder that the people who supposedly Mab hired were, you know, better actual, like, in history from our real timeline, like, children murderers. That's, yes, well, <laughs> thanks for that again. Yeah. Um, yes. But on top of that, like, it also goes so on to describe a little bit, like, as we see in this book, that both knights are hanging around the ladies more than anyone else. Yeah. Whereas in future books, you know, no big spoilers, but we see the knights do not hang out with the ladies quite as much as... They once used to. Depicted here. Yeah, maybe, I guess. Different times, different... Because he does say... Different needs they have well. lost their privileges. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was going to say, I think it was earlier on where we were like, you know, maybe because the ladies aren't as powerful and they look after more of the day-to-day, they sort of had the knights more as their disposal for... Um, you know, but yeah, maybe that's part of it is, is simple. I mean, again, as they say, because he says he works for all of them, you know, he splits his, has different duties between the mothers, mm-hmm. the queens, and the ladies. So maybe that's just it. We're just seeing some of the other side is, but yeah. Very cool, though, that yeah. when Mav directs him, she's like, follow the river, we hold the river, get to the stone table via the river, and no one in winter should yes. bother you. And Harry's like, well, how, how the fuck do we know winter's not going to bother me? And she's like, my people know who my people are. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I don't know, Mab, that I really want your seal of approval on me right now. Like, I don't want to die walking to the stone table, okay, but well, how do yeah. they know that I'm on your team already? <laughs> I was also going to say to finish my last point, a whole thing about what Maeve hires, that she hired this vicious, crazy heroin addict that didn't care about anything else, whereas Mab maybe prefers one or two brain cells in her people, not just the mindless thug. But anyways, just the kind that can get away with killing children. Well, I guess you have to be the easiest of people to kill. <laughs> Besides summer nights. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> god, god, god. Um, I would say yes. The way that Toot Toot was talking about, you, you know, you reek you, of winter. You, you reek of winter, but you feel a call to one side or the other. Same thing how Ace was just saying, like, you can feel, right? So obviously she can put sort of a message out. Yeah, but so. Harry's clearly given off winter vibes for everyone based off of what Mab did when she first enlisted him. Yeah, so. That sucks. Well, okay, but again, it's only supposed to be as for like he keeps saying to everybody, it's just for now. Like she's just a client to really Aurora. I'm not with Winter. I'm just here for right now. 
But um, yeah. Anyways, they're they're gonna know him. They're gonna recognize her because she's got crazy fairy powers and can just make all her people recognize her people. So off they go, and we get some crazy other descriptions of you know scarlet and blue skinned ogres and brown skinned gnomes and more of these um, sylphs which are just crazy, like, little, like, razor dragonfly wings and, like, talons and basically just squabbling over the corpse piles like vultures. Yeah, and it's, it's quite a bit of carnage along the way. Well, yeah, and it's so terrible because they're, like, another troop of these lantern-jawed burly humanoids, these goblins or whatever, dragging their dead and some of their wounded over to these piles. And so it's, like, to, like despite their feeble yell. So it's, like, some of them are, like, no, 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 I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead Like, no, no, it's j- just a cold. It's you know what's funny about that is that they recently found out, like, like when ants die, they put out this, like, scent or something like that, pheromones or whatever, yeah. and all the other ants know, this is a dead ant, forget about it. But they found out that they could spray other ants with a dead ant scent, and all the other ants would ignore that they were still totally walking around fine and alive. They yeah. were like, this ant dead. is dead. Including the ants themselves, they'd smell themselves as dead, and they'd be like, oh shit, they just sit down and wait to die. Until the scent would eventually fade off, and they'd be like, oh, I'm good. Oh, weird. And then they'd go back to oh, crazy. whatever, right? Oh, God. Stop talking and That's telling dark. me things. <laughs> so, yeah, so apparently these not quite dead yet casualties of war are just getting chucked onto the meat pile, and they're like, no, no, wait, I'm not quite dead. They're like, meh. And then also all the little vulture-carrying creatures are, like, squabbling over getting, so you know that it's like you're not even just not quite dead yet, but something's gonna come and, like, rip you apart in the... Like, um, excuse me, can I get a medic over here, please? Yeah, they like, clearly decided that you were not that you were capable yeah. of saving. I was like, ugh, those poor things. Let's not waste our time. Uh, right? Oof. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so they start heading off um, as fast as they can, and he kind of tries to shield fix a little bit, which, again, don't know how much luck you're having with that, but he kind of tries to stand right beside him so he doesn't see some of the horrors. <laughs> And they can hear the water up ahead, so they start taking... He's like, okay, folks, we run and run forward and get to the river. Don't stop to slug it out with anyone. Don't stop until you're standing in the water. Or until some fairy soldier rips your legs off. And I ran forward into the proverbial fray. What? Is this not, if ever, the time that it's a literal fray? Where's the proverb here? (laughs) Like this, I don't... (laughs) Like, I understand when the kindergarten teacher says that on her way out to, like, the first day of school or something like that, where she's, like, off to the proverbial fray. I'm like, it's a fucking battle. It's a war. I think this is a fray. In this case, he was actually talking about the ban the fray. <laughs> How to save a life. Gotcha. <laughs> So that with all the 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 battle music, battle music that's exactly. what makes the fray was hired to come and play this venue. <laughs> this is what okay, yeah, because yeah, I'm like I get it, but really of all the times we use the thing, like I ran into the proverbial fray. I'm like I don't see this is literal to me. I'm like you're in the middle of a fucking war. You've been talking about this war the whole entire book. You keep saying you're going off to war. I Jessica just suddenly realized we're in the middle of a book and that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like. I, proverbial for- no is it just me <laughs> it'd be interesting to know am i am i reading this wrong <laughs> yeah i think that's into the proverbial fray thank you to our patreon subscribers for your generous support it's people like you who help us do what we do 
If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 31 Harry and his group make it to the river, but so does Aurora and hers. The Summer Lady commands the death of Dresden and his friends, and takes off to the stone table with Corrick and the stone-entombed Lily. The two groups prepare to face off. Entombed. I was just going to say, That's nice word, word. word, word yeah. entombed. <laughs> yeah. It's like the proverbial frame. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Lily was holding still as the proverbial statue. No, no. She is a statue right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So off they go. And he gets to pull out a little magic here and impress all of his buddies who, well, the changelings won't really have seen too much of anything yet. Billy has occasionally seen some stuff. But this, I guess, is still above and beyond because they get like some giant bees flying at them and he like pops up his shield and just like squishes a bunch of them and like diverts a few of them and then he like zaps some fire at some of them and like vaporizes their wings and they do the spiral crash and squish themselves on the and he's like okay and everybody's just like whoa and he's like (laughs) so yeah I guess it was impressive which I guess you know part of me is like I don't know but I guess you're right this is the whole you know what's going on in Harry's head this is like you know your Percy Jackson thing with your like I did this and 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 I almost died I was so exhausted and tired I need to go get a sandwich and you're like everybody else just sees you like wipe out an entire planet and go get a sandwich and I was like I guess this is one of those right where he's like you know I called it my will and, I, and you're like okay so it's like a force field and when he's describing it, but, it's very technical but everyone else is just seeing like fucking magic dude yeah I guess you're right, right. you know we know his shield is there and blo- and they just all of a sudden seem like yeah raise his arm and like squish an entire oncoming horde of bees and then like and I would say seeing a, a column of fire erupt from his wand his, his wand his blasting <laughs> you know well that's technically it is I know but we don't call it that okay it's his blasting rod <laughs> Harry's like I don't carry no sissy wand okay he's like it's a blasting rod that's much more manly <laughs> There's this movie that I really enjoy. (laughs) Now You See Me. And even Now You See Me too, right? And basically, like, it's like, you know, the movie is kind of trying to draw between, like, oh, is it, like, stage magic or is it real magic, right? And the whole movie is just, like, basically, like, these guys presenting themselves as real magicians. And everyone around them trying to prove them wrong and be like, no, this is just stage magic or whatever like that. And the FBI is always, like, one step behind them because they're committing crimes with their magic, right? But it's like there becomes a point in the movie when it starts showing you how they did all of these tricks where you like you see like the way it was presented to you in the beginning of the movie where it's like looks like real magic and then it gets presented yeah. to you like when the FBI or whoever else I want to give away the plot of the movie I haven't seen it cuz you could should go see it it's really fun. Oh, they're great is. movies. I did, yeah. But when the other guy Morgan Freeman is like, trying to like break down their jokes or whatever like that and so you the see jokes. the trick again but this t- the tricks. But this yeah. t- but you see the tricks happen this time from the more cynical side, right? Yeah. And the camera's basically just doing a 360 and it keeps going in and out of like real magic, fake magic, real magic, fake magic, real magic, fake yeah. magic. So it's very much just like Harry being like, oh God, like pick up this board and put up that shield and throw out this spell. And everyone else is just like, ooh, ah, cool. Like all with a thought. And Harry's just like sweating his ass. He's like, fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 get to the other side of the stage. Fuck, 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 fuck. Get in the trap door. Fuck, fuck. Do this thing. Yeah. I've been preparing kinetic energy for six months. And everyone's just like, he just like punched that zombie in the face. No problem. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, because they can't, you yeah. know, like you say, like sometimes he gets some 
glimmer off where he's, you know, magic like slops out into little sparkles and trickles. But a lot of time it's like, yeah, he's like, it's just this invisible plane of force. It's like, so, you know, you don't always see yeah. his force field or his shield or whatever and stuff like that. You should like put that. glitter on everything he does. And then, Way more right? cool. So much more cinematic. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, the big blast of fire and all of that. So yeah, so everybody is duly awed and impressed and like, shit, we came with a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Dresden does this is why make he gets push to be in charge. And yeah. this is why you have to listen to what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Yes, and he's like, what oh, the fuck? Stand here staring at my cool tricks. Go, go, go. Several, several fairy horses make their way and attack with Lloyd Slate in tow, slashing at the goblins on his way. Yeah, so they come across a bunch of winter troops. Um, which is fine. But then, yeah, and his, I like how he points out to you, he's like, he's like, all of a sudden all these horses come, like, sailing over the river. He's like, they weren't flying horses. They just jumped really far. <laughs> but, yeah, immediately, you know, the goblins sort of notice them, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, it's, it's, it's our winter emissary, we're all good. And then immediately, yeah, Aurora and her peeps show up and start, like, slashing and hacking them down, and then Dresden's like, well, that's not cool. Technically, we're on the same side. So yeah, he starts hacking and slashing it. <laughs> and at Lloyd's slate. So, like, he's basically just pissing himself laughing. He's like, ah, I just built a bunch of goblins. Oh, Harry, you're still alive. What the hell? <laughs> Never alone, <laughs> you know? But it's just like... Douchebag. Do oh, totally. Disturbed douchebag. Yeah, Slate, Talos, Aurora, and Korok make it to the river with the statue of Lily. And Aurora lifts her hand and pulls the silence trick when she sees Dresden. So she's I got know. the trick as well. So it's like the first sheen warrior as well. So I'm like, it's not even just the queens. It's like apparently any of your like generals or higher, you know, they're all just like, fuck this noise. We need to talk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which makes me wonder why they turn the volume back up after they're done. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what's the point? We just like have just a quiet. This is the kick-ass problem though, right? Kick-ass a superhero. He didn't have any nerves, so he could just fight, 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 yes. fight until he died, right? You need the battle noise to be in the back of your ear or else it's like, you're like too confident. You're like, la, 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 la. There isn't even a war going on. I actually was just going to say that. It really is. So, um, I'm not super huge into it one way or the other, but I have friends that enjoy the occasional MMA fight or whatever. And I have to admit, like, this is where it sort of um, brings it a little more into perspective when they talk about us being, like, desensitized to things and stuff like that, I think. Because, exactly, I watch, and you're like, they literally, like, kick the shit. They, they, they fucking kick hard. They don't pull punches in this sport, right? And all you kind of hear is a little, like... And I'm like, if that was on TV, you would have heard the... Right? Like, you hear those punches land, and you see... And I'm like... Really, I'm like, these guys are kicking the shit out of each other way more than any stunt choreographed movie fight, but then, like, there's no sounds to tell me what's happening. So it doesn't seem, it looks like nothing, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm like, you might get a few grunts and groans, but again, they're all, like, you know, tensed up and doing their thing. The, the, the fighters aren't always necessarily making a lot of noise, and the punches and the slapping and the kicking, without that beefed-up soundtrack, does not have the same audio impact. Right. Sure well, and you might miss impact. somebody coming up behind you if you can't hear them fully, like if they're sneaking that and too. it's muted. Well, too, yeah. yeah, well, I think you'd give that more of a advantage. But yeah, I just, anyways, I find it just sometimes where I was just like, wow, it looks like they're doing nothing to each other, but you're like, <laughs> they are getting so 
fucking beat the fuck up. But I'm like, but there's no like, kaboom, but there's no like shopping cart going the over the edge and exploding. So, <laughs> you know, it's not it's, real. It's not right. You're like, oh, that's it. They're just like kicking the guy's teeth out. Meh, doesn't look that bad. <laughs> Mom driving past the group of bullies on the side of the road. I don't see fire. You're good. Justin demands the unraveling and to let Lily go. And Tristan realizes that Aurora is batshit crazy at this point. She has just lost her marbles. I, I feel like I want to work this description into conversation somewhere. Just, I like it. She's like, Loopy is a crochet convention. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, it's just fun to say. And sadly, the only person I can think of immediately to use it on would be my boss, because I know she actually does like crocheting and she was just making like a sweater for her granddaughter. But at the same time, I'm like... Maybe not. <laughs> you know, boss. <laughs> but yes. It uh, does put into perspective, though, because, like, you had this whole back and forth. We were talking about it, like, an episode or two ago, whatever, when Billy's like, why would she even do that? What is, like, the point of it all, right? And Harry's, like, you know, coming up with these answers and stuff like that, which are, again, fairly good answers and, like, well, questions, and we get it. But, yeah, like, there's just, like, Dresden's just, like, let me scratch he, the surface of this crazy. Like, yeah, he does say when, when Billy asks for the score, he's, like, well-intentioned but fucked up bad guy. Yeah. He's like, I, I get in theory what she's, you know, like you say, it's a nice idea, just going about it all wrong way kind of a thing, mm-hmm. right? So, but it is kind of like, it's true, but just the way he says it here, he's like, um, you know, he's like bad enough that she was a fairy queen driven by gold. I didn't fully understand following rules. I could only just be getting to grasp. She's like, she was also, like, this is almost like it's mm-hmm. just coming to his realization now that she's almost mad and loopy as a, I'm like, well, but when she was all busy doing her little calm, mystic eyeball things mm-hmm. and staring you down in the toadstool, you're all like, she's insane. I was like, well, so were you just, were you just new levels of insane, you know? I was like, were you just doing the typical, like, oh man, you crazy. Now you're like, oh no shit, you're crazy. I was like, I kind of thought you knew already. I thought you'd already figured out the insane part because she's trying to destroy the world. (laughs) She's got the seal of crazy now. I I guess. There's a a kind of manic that you can only get when you're in the middle of war anyways. So she's just fully embraced it all now. Yeah. But again, it's just funny. So I even like, I kind of thought she was like nutty before. And now I'm like, oh no, she's, you know, I was like, you already called her like, insane and now you're like oh shit no she's like really <laughs> like okay <laughs> aurora calls for her followers to kill dresden and his friends and she takes off with korak and lily and resumes the battle volume yeah like, i do find this kind of interesting though because he's like mab already know he's like give it up basically he's like mab knows titania right away and she's like oh and i'm like you know that's a good point apparently mab can like not tell a yeah, telekinesis. I was like, not telekinetic, but she can like psychically tell the Telepathic. entire telepathically. Thank you. She can telepathically tell like all of her troops, like, hey, this dude and his furry friends are on our side. Don't do anything about it. And her and Titania can like block out, like bring forth this whole mystical, magical place and start a war without apparently, you know, sitting down and have a conversation that we saw. They're just like automatically know how to move and counter. And I'm like, and you can't just psychically beam to each other like, yo, shit, your kid just fucked up. Uh, you want to go have a chat? You know, it's like they're still locked into their battles on the field. And awesome. can't. I'm like, she can she can hold up her magic like cone of silence spell at the same time. She starts whipping bats. And because we see her in the middle of the conversation with Harry, she like pauses to like send out a, like a zap from her finger that like wins back a bunch of squares to bur- or blue and she like zaps a bunch of like bats out of the attack you know so i'm like you can carry all of this on and you can't go um excuse me titania 
She's not answering her calls right now, okay? I guess. Okay. I just, again, it was one of those. Friends off. You know, I'm like, when it, when you want to be able to do this, you can just do this. But when you don't, oh, magically, suddenly, I don't know, just like Leah can't go see the mothers, but Elaine can. Okay. So, okay, I don't know. Okay, the Discord agree with me on that point, too. Yeah, I so. saw something about that. I, I I have not been in there fully to read it. I see, like, the little headlight, headlines once in a while. and Dr. Mon's on my desk. Yeah, so I'm, I'm apparently going to have to go Seal in and, 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 yeah. Tell us we're wrong? You all no, wrong. Because yeah, I've already but. kicked you out of the Discord. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so I'm not kidding. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's like, they can't actually stop me yet. And Because I'm, I'm like, again, I'm like, well, this would end. Like, all my has to do is go, whoa, time out, time out. We know why this is all this is going on. Stop the battle. It's this. Just, you know what I mean? And they could just clear the way, but I guess that's too easy. Well, she also we said can't. she needed proof, so she can't actually just say it until she's got that bonafide. The uh, there's still fairies, okay? Go they talk to Aurora. She's got a magic hanky in her pocket. And, uh, yeah, they like a show, though. Oh, they like, they like the dramatics. The drama yes. of it all. So, so yes. exciting. She the audience will stop uh, and stare. I guess, obviously, yeah. No, this is the thing. She's like, haha, they can't stop me. Cork with me. Um, yeah, cork with me. Tell us, tell us, kill everybody. <laughs> kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> so the two groups prepare to face off. They all let a battle cry out, including Dresden. I don't believe in fairies. That was the best. <laughs> I loved reading that the first time around. It was pretty uh, awesome. It is, and again, I don't know if it's sort of specifically so it puts it in your mind or whether it was just nicely played out because they're both very obvious. But you know, just that couple of chapters ago or whatever, when well, he says it to um, he kind of says it way back when when they're going to bribe too because because Billy's like, okay, what did I show up here for? And he's like, oh, I need to make some bribes or whatever. Do you believe in fairies? And then when him and Elaine are going to the mothers, right? Because she's like trying to distract the unicorn. She's just like, oh, think wonderful thoughts. Thanks, Peter Pan. But it's like, I don't know if that was specifically to sort of put that build up, build up, right? Nice. Just put that casual mention so you've got it on the brain, or whether it was like, well, that's kind of you know. I mean, again, if thinking, you know, whatever. Well, just in case, sort, nice sort of organically like works, or or. Just in case, though, if anyone doesn't know, you know, it's, yeah. it's so foretold in Peter Pan that every time someone stops believing in a fairy, a fairy, a fairy dies. dies. <laughs> so that was, he just killed a fairy. He's hoping. <laughs> Hopefully it was on the right side. Yeah, that's uh, To be fair, any dead fairy is a useful fairy for Harry. <laughs> I don't believe. Bit late for that, Harry, but good try. <laughs> this concludes our episode 9.21. I don't believe in fairies. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. <laughs>